Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. So glad you guys have joined us here tonight on the show. It's the show where conversations save lives. Jeff, DW, your host tonight here on the show. We have some very fantastic guests with us tonight. Jason is back with us again this week, and it's so good to have you guys. Welcome back to the show, guys. It's always fantabulous to be on the show and hanging out with you guys. That's not a real word, but it is fun to be together. <laughs> I just, I've used that word many times. I know you have, but and it's just for the record, I'm an, I'm an old teacher, can't spell worth a lick, but that's not a word. So if you can't spell worth a lick, how do you know if it's a word or not? Um, I just know. I'm gonna I'm gonna research this. Okay, go ahead. Okay, because if supercalifragilistic now is a word, I'm sure fantabulous is a word. I was just gonna go there. We just they just celebrated the big anniversary of Sound of Music. So See? there's all these words that get made up all the time. All right. It's amazing what words end up in our dictionary every year. They add words all the time. Like I think selfie is now actually a word. Is selfie stick? Technically, stick is a word, right. and now selfie okay. is a word. So fantabulous adjective. Oh, brother. Excellent, wonderful. It's legit. <laughs> well, who put it in An there? An example, a fantabulous prize. Who, who put it in there? Thank you. Uh, Definition, I mean, Mer- made- Merriam-Webster. Well, who's she? <laughs> I don't know. And who in the world <laughs> made Merriam, at, at whoever, the expert on words? Well, it's, it's better than Dave's say on it. All so. right, fine. Thank you. <laughs> Pretty soon. People all right, I repent. I'm wrong. There's a word called fantabulous, and you should all go and use it three or four times today. And now you should eat a peep. <laughs> <laughs> Not in public. It's peep season. No, I know. <laughs> Do you know there's peep lollipops? Did you get me one? No. <laughs> I didn't want to waste my money yeah, on a peep. It's probably good. <laughs> anyway, so for all of you guys who are new listening to the show, thanks so much for tuning in and joining us tonight. We get a little bit crazy. We're funny. But this show is all about conversations that save lives. And really what that's all about is we're going to talk about things that hopefully it reflects a little bit of what you're, what's going on in your world and we'll talk about issues that maybe other people aren't talking about and give you an opportunity to have those conversations. So whether you're a parent, whether you're a teenager, whether you're a young adult, it doesn't matter. These are all conversations that I believe that they're million-dollar conversations that if we had people in our lives that would talk about these kinds of things – that things might be different in our culture. We're going to make some better choices. We're going to think about things differently. We're going to approach life. That's the whole point of this show. You can always connect with a live coach. If you're going through something tonight, there's a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com that's willing to chat with you really about whatever's going on in your life. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about friends and relationships and that sort of thing. And we have a very special guest with us tonight. Maria Hammeister is an intern with Crew. Maria, first off, welcome to the show. Thanks for, for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's it's a lot of fun to be able to finally be on the show and just to be able to talk with you guys today. For those who listen to the queue to our radio station that we broadcast on, Maria and I actually have been doing some segments called Moments of Hope. Finally, it worked out where you could finally come on the show. And why don't you just kind of start out and just share a little bit about Crew and what Crew is, what you do, uh, maybe a little bit of your story. That'd be be a good place to start, probably. Yeah. So Crew is. Um, an interdenominational Christian group on college campuses, but we also have um, ministries in high schools and things like that. And it's really about being a resource to anyone, whether or not people are Christian. It's a great place to come and really ask the deep questions about God. And for me personally, crew has been a huge part of my life. Coming into college, I went to St. Norbert. So as a freshman at St. Norbert, I was um, I knew what it meant to like have a personal relationship with God, but I wasn't really living that out at all. And I had a roommate who was random roommate, and she's just like, hey, do you want to come to Bible study with me? And I'm like, sure, why not? So I, I go with her and just really connected well with the people there. They were just really great friends. So I was going more for like the friendships than for the actual like Bible study part. That was still a little iffy, I guess, at that point in my life, but 
throughout my like four years as a student, I just really grew in my relationship with God and learned how to actually walk with him. As I was approaching graduation, I was like, I don't feel like my ministry is done here. I feel like there's more I could be doing. And so then I um, applied to intern with Crew, and I've been doing that. Um, this is my second year, and I've been really enjoying being able to still be a part of the ministry and um, to be able to serve on the staff side of things for these two years. That's awesome. What are some of the things that you get to do as part of Crew? Yeah, well, I get to um, lead Bible studies. Uh, which is a lot of fun and being able to, and it's kind of all different levels too. Like I get to meet with some freshmen and just kind of dive into like the basics of like, well, what does the Bible say about God? And then I also get to lead like a, a group of leaders and really help them to be just encouraged and knowing that what they're doing matters. And uh, I also get to meet with students one-on-one, which can be discipleship, helping them grow in their faith and kind of like almost like a mentorship sort of thing. And Then I also get to meet one-on-one with students that are maybe just asking questions about God, trying to figure out um, who he is, you know, trying to understand what the gospel is, all of that. And so kind of getting to do that. And it's a lot of meeting in coffee shops, which is great for me. I love coffee. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of a, a perfect setup that way. So pretty much every afternoon I'm getting coffee somewhere. But yeah, it's a lot of that. And then there's planning for conferences and retreats and weekly meetings and stuff like that. What is the great challenge on on college campuses? As as you are in uh, the daily contact with young people, and we're going to be talking about friendships uh, today in our program, how critical is it for young people to get connected like right away with somebody who is actually thinking about their best interest as they get onto a campus? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're... Well, I mean, to answer the first question, I think there are a lot of issues or a lot of issues that college students face, the busyness and I think having to have so much expected of them. And maybe it's just at St. Norbert, but I think it's overall that students are just so busy and professors expect so much of them that they just really get stressed out in trying to do everything. And and sometimes it's just like, hard to be able to do that, but then they're also at a point where they're trying to be their own person, find out who they are aside from, you know, their parents or their family and just really trying to step out of that and figure out what's really their own, which I think is so important and especially a perfect time for them to really grow in their faith why it's so important to have people around them that are going to help benefit them or help push them in the right direction and kind of look out for their best interests is so important because there's so many negative influences that on college campuses where it's just kind of trying to take advantage of them. I mean, there's like a lot of different organizations and things that people can get involved in that just take up their time, but having friends that are really concerned with their well-being I think is so important. Do you find there's a lot of lonely college students or or do they all pair up real quickly and have great friends right away from in college. I think there's a lot of students that are really lonely. I've heard a lot of people, especially if there's students like that I've that have gotten connected with crew maybe like more their sophomore year or junior year, a lot of times what they say is that like their first year was probably one of the loneliest times. It's just that they felt like they didn't really connect with people. And I mean not to say that people can't have meaningful friendships outside of crew, but I think that it's just Sometimes it's really hard to find those people that you connect with on that level and being able to have community and people are so busy in college and they're so about themselves and what they need to do and making sure that they get everything else done that a lot of times they isolate themselves. And they pretend that everything's okay though too because it wouldn't be cool to walk around acting lonely. Yeah, exactly. That's the hardest part. I saw an app recently. It's a fake boyfriend app. That you can get a fake boyfriend app. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. It's for it's for young ladies who want to pretend that they have a boyfriend, and they can actually text this app, and they can call this app, and and they can do it in the presence of other people, and have it respond back, so that they can not be lonely and not act like lonely and not act like they don't have a boyfriend. Oh no, that's so sad. This could be a real major problem, and if if we have some young freshmen or 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 people even you know. This time of year, they're still their first year of college and they're still lonely. I, I would suggest you look up somebody from crew or somebody and, and say, you know what? Just tell them I'm, I'm really kind of lonely and talk to them and see if they can't be of help to you. We want to talk about that friendships and, and that kind of thing. And I don't think we need apps to have friendships. When we come back, Maria, I want to chat more about your story. 
kind of some of where you came from and how you got to where you are today? Because I think it's a big part of why you're doing what you're doing with crew. And a lot of what happens at crew is just based on who you are. So when we come back, we'll talk more with Maria. Remember, you can chat with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Chatting with Maria from Crew. Join our tweet back right now. We're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. It's the HopeNet Radio tweet back, and it's you guys. It's your chance to connect Mm -hmm. with us on Twitter Mm -hmm. and talk about what we're talking Mm -hmm. about with us. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation tonight. So, Maria, I would like to hear a little bit of your story. If you would just share a little bit of kind of growing up, what that was like for you and kind of how you got to where you are today, what your faith journey was like, and uh, just some things that um, maybe some pivotal moments in your in your growing up experience that kind of that you would say defined who you are today a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I grew up going to church, so I was like familiar with the idea of God and like and that was a big part of it was really emphasized in my family. Like you go to church every week and. Um, We really didn't skip out unless you were like really sick or something like that. But it was a very important part of growing up. But at the same time, it hadn't really hit me as anything like personal. Like it didn't really change my life kind of Monday through Saturday. I just kind of I knew I had to go to church on Sunday and then I'd kind of just wouldn't really think about it the rest of the week. Coming into like sixth grade, I was just really I just really wanted to have friends. I just really wanted to be cool. It was all about like I just really wanted to be accepted, I guess, is really what it came down to. I just kind of was seeking that in some people that their interests weren't really like to help me or like to benefit me, but it was just more to kind of, I don't want to say like take advantage. I don't think that all of them were thinking that way, but it just, they weren't really leading me in a good, on a good path. And they just, it wasn't, they weren't really like quality friendships. I just hung out with them because then I felt like I was cool or whatever and led me to some not so great decisions and just kind of being a really rebellious middle schooler. Didn't want to like follow what my parents said or anything and just kind of did my own thing. I want to say it's like it was maybe early seventh grade that all of these friends suddenly, I don't know if they were in cahoots or whatever, decided I wasn't cool enough. And they're just like, okay, you're out of the group. And there was just one friend that kind of led that and then everyone else just followed and became her friend. Mm. And I was just kind of isolated and out of the group. It was super hard because that was like I was defining myself through who my friends were. So it was just I didn't know really what to do at that point, just felt totally isolated. And there was this girl that I kind of knew in like sixth grade, but never really hung out with her. But then all of a sudden we started talking more and then she ended up becoming my best friend. Um, We hung out all the time. We'd go and get coffee. My addiction to coffee, I guess, started young. Holy Um, cow. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, we go to Starbucks like all the time. And that was kind of our like our normal hangout. And and it was great because she started bringing me to like her youth group and showing me like she was just very different than the friends I'd hung out with in like sixth grade. And and then one time we got coffee and she told me why. And she was telling me about how God loved me. And I, and I, like when she started, I was like, yeah, I know this stuff. I know this stuff. And then she explained how like I'm sinful. And I'm like, mm, I mean, I guess I'm like kind of, not, you know, like, and then I was like realizing I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe I am. And, and then realizing that, and then she talked about how Jesus died for me and like to have a personal relationship with me. And that was just huge because I was thinking, I never thought about God being someone who would want a personal relationship with me. And I never thought about like going to church growing up. I never thought about it as like this personal thing where I could actually really interact with God. And so at that point, I was like, she has something that I don't and I want that. So she explained how I could like how I could start a personal relationship with God. And so I I made that decision that day, but not really fully understanding even the extent in which it would affect my life. But it was so great, too, because after making that decision, I was able to continue to go to youth group with her and just really learn about this personal relationship with God. And she just really was looking out for me, just a really great friend because she wanted me to continue to grow in my relationship with God and was really leading me in the right path when had I stayed friends with the people that I was in sixth grade, you know, I have no idea where I would be today or or how different I would be. But I think 
that was such a crucial friendship in really helping me to grow in my relationship with God. I mean, in high school, we kind of drifted apart a little bit, and I wasn't really living for God nearly as much. And so, like, when I came into college, I had that personal relationship, but I wasn't living it out, and I didn't really know how to. Um, So then the friendships and crew were so helpful because then I was really seeing, oh, this is a really important thing to actually live out. Well, that's awesome. I mean, middle school itself is like an animal of of years to get through. I mean, honestly, I don't, in some ways I'm thankful for the change. My parents had me go to a private school for a couple of years, um, eighth grade and ninth grade year. And and honestly, it's probably better than what I would have experienced at a public school setting and not anything against public school, but middle school, those years are just, they're weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, friends are weird in middle school. Really. When you think about it, when you look back and you think, man, why did we worry so much about those little things? And yet it was like our whole world was changed by, you know, a conversation or today like a text or a series of texts or a snap or whatever that our our whole world can turn upside down by just really little trivial things. Talk a little bit about relationships. So growing up for you, how did you make friends? Like what what was that like? I'm assuming that girls make friends differently than guys do. Probably. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, what do you talk about? Do you talk about like shoes or <laughs> cats or like, Peeps. like how do, how do girls make friends? This is, this is different to me. Peeps. <laughs> Give them a box of peeps. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm trying to remember exactly how a lot of my friendships started, but I think it's just by being in school with someone and then just introducing myself and then finding out that I had something in common. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the conversations probably were more like, music maybe to some degree or um just different like tv shows and things that i was interested in at the time like i'm just thinking about like i know that i was really into in sync back in the day and oh man so, <laughs> like i know that was a, a popular you don't look old enough for in sync <laughs> no i definitely am <laughs> i had the cassette tape was around when i was in high school and i'm pretty sure i'm a few years down the road from you <laughs> no i had the cassette tapes and everything <laughs> i put my dishes in the sink I don't know. Are you guys in sync over there? Yeah, I put my dishes in the sink. No. I was never into the sink myself. Yeah. Did it make a bunch of noise when you put them in the sink? It did. It was very noisy. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The, the friendship thing's cool. When I when I was young, I, I just became friends by doing the bro nod. Look at a guy I told nod. you, this is it's different for guys. Yeah, you yeah. just look at them, you nod, boy, you're best friends from that point yeah. on. Not only that, you know what I found to it growing up that guys, I could I could disagree with a guy, have a slugfest with him, and then we go out for pizza. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like over, and yeah. now pizza was on the on the agenda. And, and I I don't. Can you do that as women? Can women do that? There there are some pretty good women fights on YouTube. You can look them up. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but you up. could. I'm just wondering because it seems to me like you know the guys can do that a little bit easier, and I'm not sure why, but uh, maybe a little bit different in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's not a normal way that girls approach issues. I mean, in a way, it might be healthier because then it's like, you know what's going on, you work through the issue, and then you go out for pizza after. Like, that'd be great. But I think a lot of times with girls, it's more like talking behind someone's back, and then you don't find out until later what's even going on. And then it's just like, it's all really like... It's, it's a mind lot of, games. It is a lot of mind games. It's, it's, it's tiring. Yep. It's exhausting to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I just I couldn't do it. I, I give you props for doing it because I can't I can't do it. Well, you know what? She 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 brings a, a great point though. The, the the how important is it to have somebody in your life that would um, if you're really a friend to to care enough about you to share what God thinks and what they're thinking of your life and how they can help you and and she had somebody do that step out of their world that's all about themselves and include her at an early age and and that's really what everybody should be doing with each other. So I mean, it's a real neat story in that sense. And, and really shows how friendship can change the direction of a life. I think we all look back, we probably all had those people in our lives. Yeah, and what's interesting too is when you look back at your life, you could know someone. I know for myself, I can look at my life and I, I know people that I spent years of my life with. And I saw them every day for a long time, people in elementary school, all the way through high school. And I was maybe friends with them, but I can look back and think of people who I was friends with for like, a couple of months, maybe a year. And they're the ones that left like the biggest stamp in my life. Mm -hmm. 
because they did something that was different from other people in my life. So I want to encourage you tonight as we're going to talk about more about friendships and the, the reality of needing people around you that are good quality friends. We're going to chat more about this as we go on in the show. Remember, you can connect with us right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. It's the HopeNet Radio tweet back, and we'll be back here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Glad that you've joined us here on the show. Remember, every episode of HopeNet Radio is available on podcast. We have it on iTunes, on TuneIn Radio, and the Stitch Radio app. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. That's right. We made it simpler for you to go and download the show. And you can also pick it up for any other podcasting app that you might use. So HopeNet360.com slash podcast is the new link to go and subscribe to the podcast. So glad that you're here with us on the show. We're talking about friendships and how important that is. And guys, especially this time of year, people get lonely, people get isolated. And uh, it's just sometimes you think about those people that, man, you just love to pick up the phone and just call. And I'm curious, do you, you guys have any of those people that you can think of that whether they're famous or a person of history, do you have someone that you just wish that you could just pick up the phone and call or text? Who would you like to be friends with today if you could be friends with anybody in the world? Well, are you going to give us choices or no? I, I have some choices. I have to pick somebody. What choices? Give me some choices. If you could be friends with like Taylor Swift or Donald Trump or Flo from that insurance company, would you choose any one of those? Uh, Donald Trump if I had those three because I'd, I'd want to give him a noogie. You know I mean? <laughs> give him an, and mess his hair up pretty good. His toupee might fall off. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd want to do that because his hair is always in perfect shape. And I'd also like to call him and say you're fired. <laughs> so those, those would be two things I'd like to do. And you got to no. You know what, though? Honestly, that would be interesting because uh, I know the, the, the men that I know that are really, if you want to call them big shots, or I know they're mostly lonely because they're always busy bossing people around and they're always busy working with money and in business, and they're usually pretty lonely. People think they got all these friends, and they're and they don't. And so, I think I would pick Donald Trump of those three. But but in history, the honest truth is, I would love to have my dad back and give him a call. Um, I was a very good friend with my dad, and uh, we were partners in ministry. And he's been dead over twenty uh, about twenty seven years, close to thirty years now. And uh, if I could go back in history and have someone around that I could just call or text or write, he'd be the guy. Hmm. What about you, Jason? Yeah, I was trying to think about that as as Dave was rambling on about Donald Trump. Um, rambling, rambling. Well, you call that rambling, but not necessarily. All right, not necessarily. But uh, and then I was thinking, well, if I use the same reasoning, like maybe I'll just meet with Taylor Swift and teach her how to sing or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. I don't, I don't know who I'd choose. Or how about Flo and people. teach her how to act? This is true, you know, or even just see what, what's behind that goofy uh, facade that she puts out. Okay, so, very good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. When, whenever I think about history, the, the person that I would just love to meet and would, be, would be Paul, the Apostle Paul, um, just because, I don't know why, but he just fascinates me, and, and, and I feel like I think a lot like him, and so it would just be fun to pick his brain and, and just kind of talk, you know, on just what, you know, he was like and that sort of thing. Um, but that's going way back. And How about in American history? Who would it be? In American history. Um, if I had to choose somebody in American history, that's a, that's a tough one. I'd go for Abraham Lincoln. I was thinking the same thing, actually. Yeah. You took it right out of my mind. Yeah. Because of, right when, the, when he had that, before, right before he died, I'd like to have talked to him. Yeah. Because he seemed to have known he was going to die. I mean, if you check out history, he seemed to have thought that somebody was going to kill him. But it, it, it is interesting. I would love to have talked to him. And see, because he was brokenhearted with all the stuff that happened, but he knew he had to repair the nation. So it was kind of an interesting time in history. And, and you could be his friend, I think. I think he was a lonely guy. Yeah. Because the presidents are often lonely because they, they mm-hmm. only have secret service to talk to. Right. right. What about you, Jeff? Oh, man. That's a big question. Uh, you know, I would, in that list, I would probably, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be strong enough to actually stand next to, to Donald Trump. I mean, the guy seems to be pretty confident. You know, whenever you see him, so I I don't know if I could. I don't honestly. It's one of those like I mean, the guy's a billionaire. He literally looks at you and points his finger and says you're fired, and he has a you know this big massive come over. Yeah, just start the friendship off and give him a peep and be like, you want to be one of my peeps? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it always works. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, if there's a person that I could 
maybe spend some time with. It might be Craig Gross from the Triple X Church, triplexchurch.com. He's a guy that's around today, but he's just kind of a fascinating guy to me that helps other people get over their addiction to pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. he's just he's one of the the few guys. I don't know if I'm a huge like famous person. I do know um, I read an article this week and maybe we'll post on the show notes about how just how people who are in power, who are in authority do tend to be lonely. How it is like this facade that so many of us, we pursue after it. We pursue a higher position. So we have more authority, more power, uh, more seniority. And yet once we get to that top plateau, once we get there, it's, it's this lonely place because we, we realize that now more than ever before, and the president is a great example of this, now more than ever before, people are analyzing our every move, our every decision, our every action or inaction. And so the sense of power, and this is kind of apart from our conversation, but that sense of power that we pursue after tends to be, in some ways, it can be more lethal than it can be beneficial for our lives. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it is it is so important, Dave, like you said, to have people around you that you can trust and go to and, and friends getting to relationships. That is, that's a big deal for people who are in any kind of leadership because, again, you're, you're trying to figure out who you can trust, who's not coming after you because of your title or because of what you have, your possessions, your amount of influence. You, you need people that love you for who you are and not the title you hold. Is that, would that be true? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things as you were talking about that, like I think that's a, a common truth that all of us face. You know, even for middle school and high school students, you know, I was even thinking about Maria's story and it's somewhat similar to my story. You know, when we're in that awkward phase of junior high and early high school and we're, and we're looking to see how we define our friendships, you know, going along that power aspect, I think you can translate that to the acceptance popularity side of things. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we look in our friendships, you know, for that acceptance and, and I think sometimes we're willing to, to push the limits so that we can be accepted by certain people. And I think we're looking at friendships from the wrong perspective, you know, because I remember when I was in junior high, you know, some of the friends that I had weren't the best friends, but the reason I wanted them is because I wanted to be accepted by them. I wanted to be part of, part of a group. That's a natural inkling because God has designed us for a relationship. But I think as we were talking during the break and Dave brought up a great point is that there's two different t- types of friendships. You know, there's friends that, that just want to use us and and take us for their advantage. And then there's those friends that really are selfless and they try to push you and help you become a better person. And if you, if you put those two side by side, I think all of us would say we would rather have the person that would challenge us and help us to become a better person and, and, and that sort of thing rather than just use us all the time. And that just goes right along with what you're saying, Jeff, with this power thing. And, and that's really the struggle, especially for young people, because there's such a presence of this pressure to be accepted and to be part of the crowd, so much so that we're willing to sacrifice that and do things that we don't necessarily want to do so that we can be accepted, rather than saying, you know what, I'm going to choose friends that... I know that's what I struggled with. You know, the friends I had in junior high weren't the best, and it was, it was really me realizing that at a summer up here at Silver Birch, ironically enough. And so I went home, and I did, I did one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I told those friends, you know what, I don't want to do the things you do. I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. You know, and so going into high school, I dropped my friends and just trusted in God. And sure, there was a, a few rough moments, you know, in, in a couple of months, but God provided and he put people in my life then that were, that were real friends that I could be honest with, that can challenge me. And, you know, it was, it was a give and take. You know, we, we challenged each other and we grew. And that's the amazing thing with friendship. Yeah. You know what I found? I, I, when I find somebody who's in a, a position of, of tremendous responsibility, I'll say, whatever it might be, uh, the president of a company, the that somebody, I'll usually walk up to them, and um, if I get a chance in a social setting, and just ask them a question about themselves, I'll usually say to them, how are you doing? And, and they'll say some simple answer, and then I'll look at them again and say, no, I mean, how are you really personally doing? You would not know how many of these very, very successful business guys, I, I wouldn't do it to a business lady, I, I just didn't think it would be appropriate, but the business guys will look at me and say, Thank you for asking. Nobody's ever asked me that. They're amazed that you even take the time to talk to them about themselves and how they're actually doing. You know, and, and if they're a Christian guy, I'll ask them, are, you know, have you been in the Word? Have you been studying the Bible? Are you, are you spending time with your wife and kids? I'll, I'll ask them this actually on our first get-together. And you know what? It seems like from that moment on, we're best friends. It, it, it's amazing how God works that out. So I, I think it's very important to understand uh, the idea of being a friend and what it's all about and, and looking to be that person that can make somebody else's life what it should be. In the second half of Hope Night Radio, we're going to talk about how to 
how to really decide between people who are acquaintances and people who are friends. Because as John Maxwell talks about, this guy knows leadership. And one thing he knows to be true about leadership is it's all about your inner circle, who you allow to influence you in your life. So make sure to connect with us on the tweet back. And the second half of HopeNet Radio is coming up. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Glad that you joined us here tonight on the show. It's the second half. If you missed the first half of the show, make sure to go and grab the podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Every single show that we've done is available for download, and you can go ahead and share it with your friends. Also, we post show notes, so there are a lot of things that we don't get to or articles that we reference or other things that just make sense in this conversation that we share You know, either during the course of the show, some tweets that we put out on Twitter. And by the way, we're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB and connect with us tonight. Let us know your thoughts about friends and relationships. How important is that to you at this time of year? I know for myself, I know for a lot of other people that I talk to, it is a difficult time of year. This is a time where you do end up in some some ways, if you don't look out for it, you do end up being lonely because it's cold out. You don't get out and you don't do a whole lot of social things. Maybe you do, but sometimes you're not sure who your friends are. At this time of year. So it can be kind of a weird time of year. Everybody's kind of getting this cabin fever thing. And uh, I know for me, I'm ready to get outside and do some fun stuff again. Get out, play some football. or You can do that in the snow. You can do it in the snow. Yeah, you can, but it's cold, man. It's just, it's cold. It's really cold. Okay. Bone-numbing cold. Even right. though it's sometimes 40 degrees, it's still cold. That's true. Spring is coming. Yep. And it might be here in some You places. know what? If you had some friends around you going outside and calling you, you'd be outside playing in the snow. Yes. Yes. You know, I do like snowball fights. I have to admit, I I would like to get in a snowball fight. Or when I was up at Winter Jam, I was playing some broomball with a bunch of students. And that was a lot of fun. Then I could be outside doing something. Hey, did you guys, when you were growing up, did you have friends, uh, like in Chicago where I grew up, they would never ring the doorbell. They would go out about uh, 20 yards from the door and and yell, yo, Dave, and just yell. And and I'd have to come out of the house. I mean, that's how we did it. I didn't so. because I was way out in the country, and like the closest person to me was still like 500 yards down the road. All right, well, it didn't <laughs> happen. But in the city, that's all they did. I mean, you'd hear it all the way through the neighborhood. People would be going, "Yo," and whoever, and 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 if they were home, they'd come out of the house and they'd do something. Huh. Um, in the winter, summer, wouldn't matter. That's how they did it. Yeah. We rode our bikes and then went and knocked on the door. No, yeah, we didn't do that. Or called them on the telephone that was attached to the wall. Yeah. In the house. Wow. Yeah, we were sophisticated yeah. people. We pick up the phone. And yeah. Yeah. Either way, I had to vocally communicate. Yeah. Well, we did too. We said, "Yo." Yep. You ever get somebody that walked out that wasn't supposed to? <laughs> yeah. As we're chatting about friends here, guys, it's so it's so important to have good friends. There's a, a quote that I reference back to when I'm talking to young people: is "If you show me your friends, I will show you who you are." And some would take it to say, "Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future." That the people that we surround ourselves with have such an influence in our lives. They actually define who we are and they shape who we become. And like I said before in the show, the people that I remember in my life, even if they only spent maybe a, a day or a week or maybe a few months together with me, there are some people that I've spent really short time with in, in relation to people that I've grown up with and gone to school with that have made a bigger impact in my life and that I would consider a better friend than those that I spent some in some ways 13, 14, 15 years of my life growing up. I consider them to be better friends because of things they did in my life that impacted me in ways that were greater than other people did. And uh, so I think this whole influence thing is a big deal, especially in our culture, especially with young people. We're trying to find people who accept us. That's a big part of your story, Maria, and growing up and people that you thought would accept you. And they finally just said, no, you know, we don't be friends with you. And I don't understand how that all works in a girl's perspective. But, you know, even with guys, this kind of happens where two people just kind of go in different directions. And some people take it harder than other people because we put a lot of stock in the friends that we have in our life, don't we? Yeah, I think it's it's really important that the friends that we have and we we do put a lot of we, I think we invest a lot in that. We we know that it's really important and especially um as a young person like you're still figuring out who you are like you don't have that whole like you haven't really defined yourself to yourself yet. So you're still in a way defining yourself by the people you're around. 
And I think that is a really accurate picture. A lot of times the people you really surround yourself with and the, the, the people that you allow to be closest to you generally have the biggest influence on you and you generally see yourself in light of who they are too. So I think that's that's why it is so important who we pick to be our friends. And I mean, I don't mean Facebook friends. I mean like the people we actually really have close to us and, and we're able to process life with them and, and tell them kind of where we're at and really go through the ups and downs of life with, not just someone that we kind of casually talk to, but having those close people is so important. You bring up a really good point about Facebook friends and you know Twitter <laughs> friends and Instagram friends and Skype friends and all this. This is such a, we're in such a digital world where you could literally I mean I could video conference anybody that I wanted to, you know, video chat with somebody about what's going on in their life and how has how has the digital age kind of changed friendships for you? Yeah, I mean I know that when I was a lot younger there wasn't as much of that. I mean it was still like using the house phone to like call someone if if I wanted to talk or um, to get together with them. But I think when I was in like middle school, I got MSN Messenger and AOL Messenger and all of those. And and I would use those to talk to my friends, but it would still be like the dial up internet. So I'd have to like make sure that my mom wasn't using her like business line because that was like our the one line that was connected with that. So it was like you were either on the phone or you were on the internet. So that I think like you couldn't just spend all day on it. But I think I, I really, you know, tried to, I was on a lot trying to like just have conversations with people through that sophomore year in high school is when I got a a cell phone and then that also really changed it being able to like text and just to call people and kind of have it be separate from like my house phone so I think it like it evolved as I grew up do you think that people can actually be friends because of internet connection I mean at my age I'm thinking I look at all this stuff on the internet Facebook whatever and it's more like information I don't feel close to anybody who tweets or texts me or anything else. It's just like information there. I have a relationship totally outside of that, and and that is not relational to me. Am I in um, like another world, or is that something that's somewhat accurate? I think you know friendships have, in some ways, they have deteriorated as far as like our personal one-on-one interaction. There are a lot of us that will allow our friendships to just become Facebook posts and pictures and Instagram selfies and let that kind of speak to it. We we do tend to live our lives in some way around the snapshot of people that we see around us. Yeah. And that's not healthy for friendships. And that it's important that we talk about that because I'll see it all the time. I think every one of us has been guilty of it to be in the same room with other people and we're sitting there on our smartphones and on our cell phones and we're texting somebody else or we're on Facebook. And we're, we're not present. We're not there with the people around us. Right. And that does damage relationships because we're still built for personal, interpersonal relationship. Yeah, and as you're saying, Jeff, I think it takes some of the vulnerability out of friendship. You know, because even a lot of friendships that I see in young people nowadays is that it's, it's a lot of texting you know, and, and there's a lot of miscommunication or, or different things in texting. But, you know, I've had chats with young people, you know, as I mentored them and that sort of stuff. And trying to get, get conversation is difficult sometimes, you know, and then all of a sudden they go away. And then an hour later, they're texting you and they're diverging all the problems in their life over a text message. There's just a different sense of communication now because of technology. And I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing because it's almost as if, you know, there's not that one on one FaceTime that creates that vulnerability and trust in a person. You know, if I were to sit here and talk to you in person, Jeff, you know, and kind of share the things I'm struggling with, automatically, you know, you'd become a close friend to me because I I would trust you. But if I were to text you, it's almost as if you're an inanimate object that I'm just venting to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's just different. Yeah. You know, if somebody would text or email me or something, it, one of the first things I think of is I need to get together with this person. Yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, I can solve it over that. Not only that, there's so many miscues with uh, emotions and what people are really thinking over just printed word um, that it's hard to really grasp what they've said sometimes. But uh, I guess I'm, I'm really uh, encouraging our listeners that if a lot of their relationships are, are media, or electronic relationships, that they really need to uh, work very intentionally at getting together with people, turning their gadgets off, and looking at each other and talking and sharing and being vulnerable like Jason was talking about. It's so important. Technology itself isn't a problem if it's used for the right things. I think of people who live on the other side of the world. There are many of our armed veterans who are over in you know, very dangerous parts of the world, and they get a chance to call home with Skype, and they do a video conference, and 
those are such good beneficial things that technology can do for us and for families. But today we tend to isolate ourselves in, in a way where we, we just make relationships about what we see about other people. Or when we're texting somebody, we're not texting them for who they are. We're texting them by who we think they are. And yeah. you know, this is, that's kind of a problematic form of friendship and relationship. It's not how we're created. And I think it's also a big reason why many of us are depressed today is because we're spending so much time in front of a screen and that we've segmented friendships and relationships to a screen relationship. And that's not good. That's not beneficial. That's not something that you can really build a lasting friendship on. You need those personal times, just like Dave said. And we're going to talk more about this in the show. Remember to connect with us. Use the hashtag HNRTB if you're on Twitter. Also, if you're, if you're going through something tonight, if, if this is a difficult topic for you tonight, if you're talking about friends and, and you're feeling like, man, I'm just lonely. I don't know who my friends are. They've all abandoned me. Something has changed. There's just not, I don't have good friends right now. There's a live coach that's willing to chat with you right now at HopeNet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, Hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason here in studio with you guys tonight here on the show and our special guest, Maria from Crew. This is a phenomenal organization. We're going to talk a little bit more later in the show about how to get involved with Crew and uh, to find out if you have maybe a crew at your local campus. This is something that every young adult, I think, needs to be a part of in some way. Tonight, we're talking about friendships. And I know one of the things that, Maria, that you guys focus on a lot with crew is helping young adults build good friendships and build them fast. I think, you know, for me growing up, when things change, when you go through seasons of change in your life, when, you know, say you graduate high school, this is a big transition time for a lot of young adults because we all go in different directions. So the people that you just spent years of your life growing up with, you built relationships with, they might be on the other side of the world. They might be on the other side of the state, the other side of the country, and you're not as close to them anymore. And you're forced in some ways to make new friends. And that can be incredibly difficult for a lot of people because some of us make friends like like nothing. You know, it's so easy to make friends. Maybe you're a diverse kind of a person. You have a lot of different interests. So you're able to adapt and, and kind of make new friends that way. But there are some people that have a difficult time making friends. And so the small number of friends that they did have when those are separated, when you're, it can be hard to make really good quality friendships with other people in your life. And this is something that I see more often than not. And even for me, sometimes that was a struggle when things changed and I had to find new peers and new friends, people that I would allow to influence my life. I know for me, and it's probably the same for you, I'm selective of who I allow to influence my life. In your experience with crew and that, has that been one of those things that you've noticed about young people is that they're looking for friends and looking for really quality friends? Yeah, I mean, I think within young Christians, especially, I think they're really looking for quality friendships and 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 wanting people that are going to help encourage them in in their relationship with God and help them to live that out more and really guide them in that way. Sometimes I think they're still kind of living in the um, just wanting a lot of friends. Like, and I know that that's something that even one of my close friends, when she first came to college, she was all about just having as many friends as possible, making sure that she had enough connections. Because if you know everyone on campus, then you just feel more important. Hmm. I think by like junior or senior year, she's like, I realized that none of that really matters. Like what matters is the people that are close and that, you know, walk through life with me and are going to help me. She's one of my best friends now. And it's been really cool how she's encouraged me and, and how I've been able to encourage her and to be able to be the person to tell it like it is when it's needed and Mm. to be able to just like urge one another towards what's going to help each other, not necessarily just to make us feel good. Like, Oh, I have a friend. It's more like intentionally helping one another. You know, how how would you make friends on campus? I've had had so many um, young uh, people come and say, you know, I'm lonely. I want, I want to make friends. And I, and I, you know, I obviously you don't go to somebody and say, hi, I need a friend. I want you to be my friend. That usually doesn't happen. So how, (laughs) how, how do you make, how do you make friends? I mean, how does somebody make a friend? If, if they're lonely, they're listening to us, how do they make a friend? Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a really good question. It's, I think on a college campus, it's, it's really easy because you can get involved in a group. I mean, again, I, I know people always say like, oh, get involved. But like if there's crew, I mean, that's an, that's an obvious like great place to find good friends, especially good Christian friends. Um, 
But there's a lot of different things you can get involved in, even if it's like intramural sports or if you're in a dorm, you can literally walk to the next door over and just knock and, and like introduce yourself. Ask if they want to like come over and hang out. Getting to know the people around you and just taking a step outside of your comfort zone to get to know them. I know for me as a student, like when I came in as a freshman at St. Norbert, I knew one other girl that was from my high school. And other than that, everyone else was completely new. And so I knew that I needed to like branch out. And so I started trying to find different things. And I went to like ballroom club and all sorts of different groups just so I could meet as many people as possible. Finding common ground. Mm. Like if you just find someone, you're like, oh, you like that band too? Cool. And then like that's like a, a you know, a part or like a, a thing that you can kind of talk about. And then from there, you can get to know them better. Yeah, the kitchen sink band or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they're still touring these days. Yeah, <laughs> right. probably not. Throw a throw a tape in. We'll listen. Yeah. Yep. Hey, do oh, you yeah. like these guys? I used to like them too. No, you, you know what? I, there's so many young people that I, they come and they say, you know, somebody. I need a friend, and it's they're waiting for somebody to walk up to them and say, "I want to be your friend." And it's I tell them, "Look, that's not how it happens. You need to go be a friend. Put your head on a swivel. In other words, be looking around and and look for people." Who need a friend? Everybody that walks through this life, everyone on this life journey has the same needs. Everybody does. I don't care if you think they've got it all put together and they're rich or they're really poor or whatever it might be. They all have the same needs. Look for somebody that you can be a friend to, that you can start helping be all they can be. And and, and stop looking at yourself and thinking, you know, I just need everybody to stop and be my friend. No, go out there and be a friend. And see where it shakes out in the end. I don't think you'll be disappointed if you do that. Yeah, I think it just takes a step of boldness, too. Yeah. I think sometimes we're afraid of that. I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever done this. But, like, whenever you're in a situation where you're almost uncomfortable in, in a public setting, you know, nowadays you pull out your phone and you pretend to be on it. Yeah. You know, so that way you don't have to interact. You know, yeah. I don't know. Have you guys done that before? Oh, uh, yeah. Not really. Yep. yep. No, no. Um, Guilty. <laughs> I'm yep. old. That's right. Guilty. You know, and I think, that, I think that's our, our safety net sometimes is that we want friends, but we don't necessarily want to want to go out there and try to make friends because we're afraid of that rejection and that sort of thing, you know, but in order to find friends, you got to be willing to be vulnerable. And that means, you know, willing to try to find people that will be. Well, if you're trying to make others successful, though, if your head's looking around, you're looking around, it's on a swivel there and you're, you're thinking, boy, I can help that person or I'd like to know that person a bit better and help them be who they can be. Now, all of a sudden they may not get into your life at all. They may be people who would just take your help and leave you be and, and you might feel used, but you know, the very cool thing is you just keep loving people and helping them be the best they can be. And eventually you will have people around you who do that too because like attracts that way eventually. And it it may be a slower process, but boy, I'm telling you, you got to be thinking about being a friend before you can ever really have friends. We take a lot in our culture. We do. We're such a consumeristic focused society. One of the things that you say all the time, Dave, is that we tend to love things and use people. To me, that that's, it's, it's indicative of our culture. We're a very consumeristic society that we love things. We love our iPhones. We love our Facebook and we'll use people and we'll, we'll take from them. Talked about if we'd rather be friends with like Taylor Swift or Donald Trump or Flo from commercials on TV. Why do we want to be friends with these kinds of people? Right. I mean, when you really ask about why you want to be friends, a lot of times people would say, well, they got money. We could go do some fun stuff together. You know, we could go take limo rides around New York City or, you know, go into a big high rise apartment and just live it up. One of the things that college kids, I don't know where it comes from, but there's kind of a, a belief that you go to college and now there's no rules. And then to make friends, all you have to do is just go to parties and you can meet everybody there and. And it's almost like that's an unwritten rule, but the reality is is that's not really all that there is no. to college life. That's not even all there is to life. Life isn't about partying. Life isn't about having all the friends. Like you said, Marie, it's not, it's not really about a number of friends that you have or knowing everybody. It's having important relationships, meaningful relationships. One of the things that does, like you said, Dave, one of the things that does get in the way of that is when we love things and we just use people to get them all the time. And Dave, I'm kind of wondering, you said something interesting in the break to the effect of that it's easier for each other. It's easier for us to bring someone down than it is to bring someone up as a friend. Yeah, you know, it's so easy. Sometimes we think, well, I can help this person and and they have addictions to something that we struggle with or and and we think we can get in the middle of them and, and, and really build them up. And really without people by our side that are friends with us that are have the same goal we're gonna have a hard time doing that because picture yourself if i'm standing on a table and 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 jason is not standing on the table he's on the ground and i think i'm gonna pull jason up to my level 
I'm probably not going to. He's going to very easily pull me down. And friendships are very much like that. If you think you're going to get in a friendship with somebody, you are going to start spending hours and hours of time with them. This hours of time is going to have influence. And most of the time, if it's a one-on-one, the one at the lower level is going to pull the one at the upper level down almost all the time. The only way it works the other way is if you have a bunch of people on that table, you have a bunch of other friends, and you're very intentional about picking that other person up and bringing them up to yourself. And uh, that's something people can think about. We have a lot of things to add in our show notes. So go to HopeNet360.com right now. Check out the show notes for tonight's show. And the conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. As the saying goes, birds of a feather flock together. And yet here we are on HopeNet Radio. Dave, I'm still baffled sometimes that we can actually be friends because I feel like you're in a totally different life experience than I'm. You're in a kind of a different place in your life than I would be. And yet here we are having some conversations every week. And uh, Jason as well, Maria, all of us, we're all different in our own ways. And in other ways, we're similar this whole conversation about friendship, how we pick friends, how we make friends, uh, to me, it's still confusing. And Dave, I'm kind of wondering, do we have a guide for friendship? I mean, does even Jesus talk about friendship? Was this important at all in our faith journey? Yeah, you know, we do. When Jesus himself, when asked about what Christianity was, said, you know, it's about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and loving each other as yourself. What he said is he turned it relational right away. It's really about a relationship with God, because once you know him, you you will obey him, you will love him. And once you really get to know somebody else, you begin to move in their life in a way where you want what's best for them. And that's what friendship is all about. If I'm surrounded by people who will do what's best on my behalf, and if I am looking to do what's best on their behalf, we have a great thing going on together. And that's how God made us to be. The Bible calls it a body. So there's knees and there's toes and I was like, we're not to be the same. We, we are to be working together and all listening to the brain. You know, there's verses that we'll have uh, posted on our site for people if they want to go look at some verses on friendship. And I would encourage them uh, to do that. But one of the interesting verses to me is uh, a couple I'll just give you here. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. It says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to have people in your life who love you enough to tell you you got bad breath. I mean, you need those people because they will not let you embarrass yourself because they care about you and they're not overly concerned about you getting upset with them about caring for them. We need to be those who let people love us as well as those who would love other people. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10 says this too, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. You see, it's, in, it's important to be surrounded by those who really love God and are really looking out a different perspective for us. And then we get to do that for them. It isn't about me. It's really me making it about them, them making it about me, both of us making it about God or listening to the brain. And when you live in that world, it's a great world to be a part of. It's really hard to mess up in that world. Without that, it's easy to mess up. And that would be a whole other program talking about how we can be good friends in that sense. Have you ever seen the movie Ice Age, Jason? Uh, bits and pieces of it. You're going to have to watch it with Aiden sometime. Yeah, for sure. Sometime. There's a quote in there, <laughs> Sid the Sloth, uh, says this really funny quote. It just kind of reminded me as we we're talking about friends and birds of a feather kind of a thing. But uh, Sid makes a statement. He says, I don't know about you guys, but we are one strange herd. And uh, I've always thought of that quote. And, and the church is definitely a reflection of that. A lot of people that go to church that are a part of God's family, when you look at our herd and our the types of people that are in church today, we're, we're kind of an eclectic differing group. And yet here we are all together and we have a common purpose. And, you know, the Bible is full of these kinds of stories. And Jason, as we're wrapping up tonight, I'm, I'm wondering some of your final thoughts and how important that is in our own lives. Absolutely. And, and I think Dave was touching this too, is when it, when it comes to friendship, you know, and I think about the friends in my life, you know, there, there's really a key aspect of, of selflessness to it. 
the people in your life right now that you really value the most are those that really care about you, you know, and want to help you grow and, and that sort of thing. And so when I think about the friends that I want, it's almost asking myself, well, you know, what, what are the characteristics that, that I enjoy in those friends? And then how can I do that for others? You know, and it really is putting their needs first and showing them that I care about them and that I want to encourage them and challenge them. And that, that's really what makes a, a true friend. Because if, if you have a friend that is just all about them and the focus is just like that, you know, it's, it's not really a good friendship because, you know, it's not this reciprocating, rubbing off on each other, you know, ironing, sharpening iron sort of thing. You know, and within the context of, of believers and things, I think there's such a broad spectrum because we all have a commonality in Jesus. You know, we all have a love to share Jesus with people, and that's that's the beauty of it. And so, really, we, we can have a variety of friends, even if we don't necessarily do the same hobbies or, or different things like that. And so I would just encourage people, don't allow the surface of things to limit who your friends could be. Realize, hey, there's a person, and I, I want to encourage them, I want to help them, and just go out of your way to even give them encouragement. And you'd be amazed at the doors that it opens up and, and just the conversations that it might start, and even the friendships then that you'll create. Because it really, it's really going back to what, what we kind of keep hitting at home. It's all about loving God and loving others. We talked about that a lot on the show, and, and it's really at the core of friendships. Maria, thanks so much for coming on the show with us tonight. I want to talk a little bit about crew and what you guys offer and how important this, this is really you know, for college kids that are all across the U.S. right now that are looking for places they can go to really make good friends. How does crew fit into that? I think crew is, is just a an awesome opportunity for students to be able to not feel like they have to walk through life alone and, and to be able to find people that are at the same stage, but also like being able to connect with people that have different interests. Like I think through crew, I realized I can be friends with people that have, I have nothing in common with other than Jesus. And sometimes even not that, like there've been so many international students that have come around to crew events and, and been at weekly meetings and social events and things because they find that like that they know that we truly care about them as a person and want what's best for them. And they don't really see that in other places. And so that they come, even if they're not a Christian, they come for that sort of friendship. And so I think that it's it's a really great place to be able to connect with other people and just be able to truly experience that sort of friendship where it's it's not about, oh, like we all we have the same like taste in music and movies. That's like I can only be friends with you if we have that. But I've I found there's people that maybe at first I was like, I don't know if I have anything in common with them. And then after having a conversation with them, I realized oh, we do have a lot in common. We can have a good time playing board games or doing whatever. So um, with crew, we do have like social events and things just to really spend time with one another and get to know each other. Um, we have our, our weekly meetings and there's like small groups, more of like a Bible study to like ask the questions about who God is and to find out more about him. There's conferences and retreats and summer missions and all of these are great opportunities to really get to know people. I know one of my best friends is from when I went on a summer mission to North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and she's just been such an encouragement in my life. And even though she lives in South Dakota, we just, we, you know, try to call every other week and just be able to really encourage one another and find out how our relationship with God is doing and all of that. So I think crew is such an, an amazing way to see the body of Christ at work. If you're going to college this next year or you're in college and trying to figure out where to connect, Crew is on a lot of major campuses um, throughout the U.S. and the world, actually. It's it's an international organization, and we're constantly trying to get to more campuses. So there still are some that don't have Crew there, but there are teams all over, especially I know in Wisconsin, there's there's staff teams that are trying to reach each campus. So even though I know there's some campuses within our scope that we don't have like movements on or like groups, I guess, there's still other campuses that you could get involved with. So that's, it's, it's definitely a great place to really get connected. And we're also, we have Crew High School, which is something that started a couple of years ago, at least for in this area. And I've been able to be a part of that too. So that's a really great opportunity to get involved in. And there's going to be a website that can kind of tell you more information to try to get involved. Yeah. And we'll post those links in our show notes tonight. And that way you can go and check it out for yourself. So thank you so much, Maria, for being a part of the conversation tonight. Hopefully we can have you back again sometime in the future down the road. And, and uh, so good luck with all that you guys do and crew and everything else. Thanks for being here. 
Yeah. Thank you so much again for having me. It's been a great conversation and I hope I can come back again soon. And you guys are listeners. You guys are our friends here on the show. And so tonight, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like, I don't know who my friends are. I don't feel like I have any friends. Know that you have friends in us. And tonight, if you want to connect with us, you can email us personally. If you want to just connect with us anytime, email us at hope at hopenet360.com. And we'd love to connect with you and share life together. Also, there's a live coach right now that's live that's willing to chat with you right now at hopenet360.com. Would love to be there for you tonight if there's a struggle going on in your life. And you need to talk to somebody about that. Conversations are so important. And we just want to encourage you to continue to have those conversations, even if they're difficult. And especially in those times when they are difficult, know that we're here to connect with you guys. Uh, Make sure to check out the podcast. You can go to hopenet360.com slash podcast to find all the different channels, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. Go ahead and subscribe to that if you haven't done that already. Uh, It's Every month, this show just continues to grow. And we do this just to help you guys to have those meaningful conversations in your life. So as for all of us here on the show, thanks for joining us tonight here on the show. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. Later.